Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Lex Fuko, who is an optimal performance coach. She helps people in the area of performance motivation, public speaking, motivational speaking, physical training, fitness training, mental training, conference speaking, keynote speaking, peak performance training, and mindset training. When I read about how you, Vuko, like to help people as a coach, I saw your mission, and that is to steer high-performing business owners to achieve their next level through discipline, mental toughness, and getting more done in less time. Who couldn't use that? We have so much to talk about today, so let's jump right into this, and welcome. Hey, Summer. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. My pleasure. So before we delve into your professional journey, can you describe your life thus far in one word and tell us why that word is so meaningful? Um, Grit. Grit. Okay. Yeah. I, I define my adulthood by that word. Before I was about 16 or 17. That was not going to be my word. It was probably going to be lazy. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, I was just go with the flow. I didn't care for school. Um, I wanted to play. Like, you know, they say, what did you want to do when you were little? I wanted to play and be left alone to play. (laughs) You know, don't disturb me with school. And and then when I was 16 or 17, um, my life shifted. And I feel like I developed grit out of pure necessity at first, and then I embraced it. And now I take pride in the fact that I do have that within me. So tell us a bit more about developing grit out of pure necessity. Tell us what that entails. Give us a little background on that statement. Sure. When I was 16, so my life up until 16 was like, very predictable same school same friends same neighborhood we never even moved once and when i was 16 i got hit by a car and literally from that night my life was never the same so besides being hit by a car and ending up in a hospital um i had to have a couple surgeries i had to go to a whole nother town for rehab for my ankles and then a series of events happened this was in eastern europe which is where i'm from the day that I got out of that town to come home to continue my life, bombing started in Serbia, which is where I'm from. And then that lasted for another three months. And I, I went to Venezuela with my mom and then we came back and then I finally moved to state. So it was so much turbulence that I was just so happy to unpack somewhere. But once I settled in states, after a while, it was just me and having to rely on that. And so it was like, well, you're either going to get disciplined and and get things done or you're going to get out on the street. Like there was no other option. So I feel like so much turbulence calmed down. And when the dust settled, I 
like rose like a phoenix. I had to recreate my whole self because my life was completely 180 different than everything I knew up until that point. Wow. It's amazing that you had that insight and that you shifted your journey and were able to curate it in a way that you envisioned it. I don't think I realized it at the time that that really portrayed a lot as anger. And I stepped really into masculine energy at the time because it was survival. And so, but in my curiosity to better myself and to find answers to questions that I had about life and always that feeling like there's got to be more to life than this, the growth happened and the change happened. And then somewhere in thirties, I think was really when I dove into self-improvement work to really look back and see how it all happened and learn from what worked and let go what didn't work. Yeah. Well, thank you for telling us about more of that evolution. And let's jump into where you are today and some of the factors that led you to coaching and create a journey that you are passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. So fast forward the next 20 years, I lived in States and that's when I had my fitness studio. And, and the way it started is I, um, I started working out at a gym and I loved, well, actually first for that anger management that I mentioned earlier, I started doing boxing and kickboxing. And then after a while I realized I'm not, I'm not a fighter. Like I trained with fighters. I'm like, it's, it's, I just don't have that heart to hurt someone, you know? And, um, and then I moved to the gym and I loved what it did for me mentally and physically. And with that emotionally too. And I was like, I have to share this with the whole world. Everybody needs to know how great this is. And so I started as a trainer and then started to train people. Nutrition became my passion. I started learning about nutrition as well. So then I wanted to help people in that end as well. But there was always something missing. In the meantime, I started competing in bodybuilding too, which had a whole other set of consequences. But all of these things led me to really dive into brain work. How does the brain work? Why do we not make a change? Why do we sometimes make a change? Why is it that it takes a long time to make a change? Like I wanted answers for them. So started looking things up, learning and really diving into the brain power, the mindset. And that's when I, after about eight years of running my studio, I got burnt out. I was in health, but I was burnt out because I was taking on so much and doing so much stuff instead of delegating. So then after I sold my business, I took a couple years off. I actually moved back to where I'm from, Eastern Europe, to, to have a reverse culture shock. Because once you leave and you come back, you only realize how much you've changed. And it's been 20 years. So after I got back, I took a couple years off. I had my son, which of course shifts my whole perspective on life as well. But then another series of events that happened also led me to realize how mentally strong I can be at times and also realize for others that, you know, one of those things, you don't know how strong you are till you have to be strong. Right. And so when I moved back to Eastern Europe, I had a reverse culture shock, which is like moving to a whole nother country you don't know anything about, but it's even, I think it's even worse because 
you i moved to a country that i thought i knew i thought i thought i knew people i thought i knew everything but i didn't realize how much i've changed in the process it really mentally affected me at the same time i got pregnant i had my son they right after he was born they said there's some issue with his blood we have to send you to children's hospital and my dad was starting to show signs of dementia at the same time and that's why i was staying with and on top of that i discovered that my husband at the time had an addiction to painkillers so i had i don't have a mom she died years ago so i had no support system i had me i had this newborn baby luckily knock on wood we got to children's hospital and the doctor was like we actually ran the test and everything's fine and i still attribute that to all the meditation and visualization that i did when he was at the hospital like i just I prayed and, and I'm not very religious, but I prayed in the sense of like higher power, the energy and all those things. And then when we got to Children's Hospital, I stepped into a, a level of gratitude I can't explain. Um, I'm not huge on gratitude because it actually had a reverse effect on me. But when I was at the hospital, it was something that was beyond my control. I had no control over, you know, what's going to happen with my kid, with me. But I was surrounded with really unwell children. And it was this almost guilt that wanted to creep in but i didn't allow it i i sent that to gratitude so i think that was my first step to starting to breathe again especially when the doctor said i think everything's fine but just stay for a couple more days over the weekend and we'll see and so mind you even when i got out i didn't have a support system so i i had my mother-in-law who did the best she could to be there for me as well but i realized that I have me and now I have another little life that I'm responsible for. And what I did from there is again, rises a Phoenix. I feel like it's like a resurrection for me, which led me into who I am today because I started applying things, which I guess it's in the category of self-care, even though that that's not a quite the word that I'm looking for, but I started really paying attention to my sleep and getting as much sleep as I could. I had a newborn. But I started getting up early. I started meditating. I started doing yoga. I started running again. I started doing things that were challenging and I started taking courses. So as sleep deprived as I was, I started taking courses because I knew that's going to push me forward and connect me with the people that are in a different mind space. And things started shifting one thing at a time. My husband um, took care of his addiction. He's ever since then, like a he changed his own personality. He's not even, you know, that personality anymore. And um, my kid was fine. And then, you know, my dad obviously has dementia. There's nothing great about that. But, you know, we, we had to take care of him. And then we ended up placing him in a, a really great nursing home that took care of him until he died. But it's one thing after another that I did for me that helped me stand more stable on my two feet and feel like, okay, I got this. I can handle this. And then as things resolved, I stepped into the new me. That's why I say grit is my theme. Absolutely. And it makes sense that you went from survival to thriving. And it also makes sense that you describe what you do as discipline, mental toughness, getting more done in less time. It makes sense. This was an evolution for you. And so we saw this in your story. And now you're able to both model that and share that with your clients. So let's talk about your program, the VUCO method. Tell us more about this program. 
Yeah, so it's the same thing. It's an evolution. It started being with working out, the fitness, the nutrition, and then the mindset part of it. And then it was like, oh, you guys need me to help you with the mental strength. Oh, you need me to kind of push you a little bit. Oh, you feel like you're running in circles and not getting things done. Okay, well, we're going to start one thing at a time. And it became this program that I'm very, very proud of. It's like, I'm sure it's going to evolve like a thousand more times, but so far it's, it's, I feel like it's my masterpiece because it helps people finally connect the dots. Business owners, we think differently than, than other people. And we, we tend to take higher risks and we tend to oftentimes be misunderstood by our families and close ones. So there's the need for a tribe. And my idea is to form a tribe of business owners who are wanting to be high performance because you, you cannot be a high achiever. You cannot achieve high levels of success, whatever you define as success, unless you become a high performer. That means how you operate and function on a day-to-day basis. So we look into the sleep quality, like with the sleep tracker. We look into nutrition. We look into AM and PM habits. And um, we look into how a person functions throughout the day. So I don't really help them with the business side of things, but I help them get things done. So we have office hours where they come in. It's a co-working space. They can come in and just work or they can be coached. We have workshops where they actually get things done while they're in the course or in the coaching. So it's like that one part that I kept hearing people say like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, but I'm not really moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is the one thing that helps people like, oh, I'm actually doing the things that matter in my business. Oh, I'm learning how to delegate things that don't matter. And I'm actually starting to feel like a business owner that I always wanted to be. But it all comes back to how I function on day to day, right? If I have energy, if I feel great, if I feel like I have enough discipline to own the day, I will get things done. And it's not about being perfect. It's not about being militant. It's not about just having to do everything like a robot. Life throws curveballs at us almost daily sometimes. And it's about learning to flow with all of that without the guilt and shame and self-judgment that comes with it. Yeah, I can really appreciate that. That's so important because when I look at what you're talking about, to me, it really deals with the psychophysiology, right? The brain and the body and bringing that together. So you need that mental fitness. How do you work on that mental fitness? By taking care of your own self, by taking care of your wellness, your health. That means sleep, eating patterns, your patterns of behavior, understanding the difference between being responsive and reactive and being able to transition effectively. So all of these constructs, so to speak, are so important to be able to be that high performer. And so I love what you're doing here. So tell us more. And thank you for sharing about the VUCO method. Tell us more about your group workshops coming up. Yeah. So that's the evolution of the program is I did market research with a lot of business owners and put together this thing because A lot of times people take coaching or group coaching or courses, courses they do in their own group coaching. At least they have a little bit of a tribe. But after the call, they feel like, okay, I learned another tool, but I still didn't do anything. So I thought, how about we do it while we're there? So yes, they can get coached in the call. Absolutely. There's definitely the education part, but the main part is actually moving the needle forward. So Sunday evenings, Monday mornings, and this may shift depending on the group. We do calls where we set the whole week ahead, 
right? So everybody's clear on what they need to do for the week ahead. Everybody's clear on what they need to do each day and allow the space for flexibility if things don't go their way. And then organizing little groups instead of accountability partners, which sometimes can work, but oftentimes not. Doing group work where it is like a little healthy competition to get things done and then learning little techniques to set little rewards for ourselves to accomplish things. So it's all in a happy spirit to move forward, to gently break through the limiting barriers, to gently set the new habits in place that are actually going to move us forward and eventually learn to delegate and to move on as a business owner by focusing on what we need to focus on and not avoiding to do things that we know we need to do. And that is so important to have so many of those components together. So when you start talking about it, many people will do like meal planning on Sundays and they'll plan for their whole week. And that really sets them up for success because then they're not eating poorly. They've got a schedule. They've already planned the meal. So it's easy to pull out of the freezer or whatever the case may be. So if you switch that into coaching, you're mirroring some of Mm -hmm. that in regards to your planning you have accountability, you're growing your relationships, the group is coming together, you're creating your networks, you're also then creating practical applications for the coming week. So all that's so critical to be a high performer. So I love what you're doing in both the VUCO method, your group coaching. So I have a question for you. I actually have two more questions for you. You mentioned play. Play is so important for children. Play as a a clinician, working with humans, children, adults for many years. I know that play is so critical. It's critical to the development of our brain, to our motor skills, to our wellness, to learning, to all this. How do you play today? I play with my kid. (laughs) (laughs) So I think as an adult, my playtime became, um, I'm like, obsessed with becoming a better version of me, right? Like I love reading and and researching new things and even the same things that I've read, like I need to go deeper into them. That became my playtime, but at the same time, the part of motherhood I never thought I would enjoy is forcing myself go to to go back to playtime and i see how at first my brain was like oh this is boring i don't want to be doing this i want to be doing something else right now that's mean more meaningful to an adult but when i made myself be present with him and try to understand his perspective and his creativity and i dove into it and i i didn't approach it with a fear of it first i found this fear of like i don't know how he wants to play i don't know how to play with little cars and like all these mental stuff but I just dove into it and became a kid again. And I still catch myself, right? He wants to go play ball. And I'm like, I'd so much rather, you know, not do that. But then I'm like, you know what? Let's go. Let's go do it. And so I made myself refresh that within me to relive that childhood from a different perspective. Obviously, his childhood is very different than mine. And I, I see the same in my husband. He's a stay home dad. And I see him also, it's like both of us are healing our inner child through parenting our kid. So I'm going to say that really my my playtime is me reading and studying my stuff and me being really a kid again with my kid. I love that. Thank you for answering that question. I just had to really bring it back to that because, you know, you love to play as a kid. How did you tap back into that as an adult? And I think that's important for us to met, to remember as adults that we also need playtime because this allows for our brain to make a shift from 
that strategy, that work, that that pensive focus, right? To there's some relaxing. We're learning in a different way. We're becoming more creative. So to me, playtime is so beneficial. So as we come to the close of the interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with one tip to support their journeys, what would it be? Bravery for self-honesty. Be able to call yourself out on your BS. I think a lot of us just want to believe, you know, we're good people, we're doing the good stuff, we want to change the world, we want to do all these things, and that's great. That's, I'm not denying that that's what it is. But when I'm able to look at myself and say, okay, I've been really avoiding to do this, I've been really avoiding to do finances, taxes, paperwork, whatever, I really haven't been stepping into that role to impact the world how I want to impact it. I really have not been stepping into who I need to as a partner, wife, whatever it is. That self-honesty takes bravery, takes you to a different dimension because you have to admit all the things that you can change about yourself. Now, doing that without self-judgment is key because then it raises my awareness and I can start shifting one thing at a time while constantly staying aware of my behavior. So if anybody was to take anything from this, it's just be willing to be completely brutally honest with yourself without guilting and shaming yourself for it. Thank you so much, Lex, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. You can follow Lex Buco on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.